afternoon and welcome to another episode of Keo Akai the podcast. This is your host Levi and I'm joined here today with Kylie and we are both pleased to have as our guest fellow student Parker Bennett. Parker, um how are you feeling today? Um you know get to share some a little bit about yourself. I I'm really excited and thank you both for having me. I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. No, we're we're really excited. When we were planning the podcast, both of us thought of you. Because you just yeah. we, every conversation we have is just like so enlightening and that's like kind of the purpose of our podcast. So well, that makes me we're feel excited. good. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah thank we're you. excited to have you. So Parker and I, we I mean, I don't want to say we go way back. We go back a semester, right? It's way back. That's way back, yeah. right? And we met because I took a class from his mom, Nikki Bennett. If you are in the social work program, take a class from her. She is amazing. Um, but what I love about um, both Parker and his mom is both of them are very deep thinkers and very down to earth. Um, and we've had lots of conversations about, you know, church culture and, and things that we can do to change. Um, and one thing that's unique about you is that you chose not to serve a mission. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So that's, that's different, which yeah. is sad. Right. Mm-hmm. It's sad that that's a different thing. But walk us through your decision to not go. I mean, there were a lot of reasons as to why I chose not to serve a mission. Um, I'd say at the forefront of why I didn't, per se, is is because I myself uh, cannot say that I know. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I know the church is true. I can't yeah. say that I know Joseph Smith was a prophet of God. Mm-hmm. I can't say that. I can say I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. I can say I believe and I can say that I can uh, do these things, but do I feel that I have the credibility to ask someone, can you say this is true? Mm. Do, do I feel like I have the authority to do that when I don't say that myself? Mm. I just, I feel like yeah. it's an ethical thing. And so that's, that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and another part of it is I just, I don't feel like I'm in a place where I'm ready to go. You know, yeah. um, right now I just, I decided that school was more important to finish for me. Yeah. Um, and I think the third reason, this is the most important thing I would want anyone to remember, um, is, is that God's intentions are different for everyone. Amen. Right. And, <laughs> exactly. and so yeah. the message that I've been receiving from God is keep doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, and I say this to people because, you know, you talk to people about missions, uh, in the church and there's always that kind of, eh, you still have time. That's the answer I usually get is I didn't serve yeah. a mission and they go, yeah, you still have time. How old and are you? I, I'm 21. Okay, I can see why people think that. Yeah, and and so usually what I say just to counter that is, you know what? If I wake up one day and God says, you need to go on a mission, I'm there. I am there. Sign me up. Mm -hmm. But until that day, you know, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I think people need to understand the difference there. I I love that. So Levi and I both served missions. And one thing that's interesting is when I look back on my 19-year-old self, I went partially because of the pressure, yeah. you know, and I'm a woman. Like, that's crazy that I felt pressure to go, yeah. you know, and I felt and I went for lots of different reasons. But when I went on my mission, I found a lot of people that were there for the same reasons because yeah. they didn't want to be um, they didn't want the judgment. You right. know, because there's yeah. such a high level of judgment in our culture for people who choose not to go. Definitely. And yeah, it's, it's a really sad thing. And, you know. Another aspect of me being a woman growing up in the church is we're raised to only, like, we want to marry a return missionary. That's right. You know? Yeah. Like, it's like, we talk about it in Young Women's, like, when we're doing, like, our list, it's like, yes, we return missionary, blah, 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 you know? And when I served a mission, I realized that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You know? There are, 
good people in this world. There are good people that serve missions, and there are not so good people that serve missions. Exactly. You know, and, and that's that's my question: mm-hmm. is is when did we as a church decide uh, that that serving a mission is an accurate judgment of character? It's just not. Yeah. You know, there have been times that I, because you mentioned uh, that LDS girls like to just, you know, (laughs) seek after return missionaries, right? Right. I've been on dates where I've mentioned, you know, that the conversation shifts to, oh, did you serve a mission? And I say no. Instantly, I can tell there's just a different attitude or vibe there. It is. It's disappointing. uh, Because like I said, I don't think it's an accurate judgment of character. I think you so accurately put it when you said, you know what? I know plenty of good people who haven't served, and I know plenty of crappy people who have. Yep. You know. Yeah. And and so to say that it's it's a judgment of character, I, I think it's not only pure nonsense, but I think it's just it's not doctrinal either. There's no doctrine that says you have to serve a mission. There's yeah. no doctrine that says serving a mission makes you a inherently better person than you were before. Mm-hmm. You know, it I think it's a good and noble thing to do and Me I really too. I really do salute anyone who does it. You yeah. know, to give up your life for eighteen months, two years in mm-hmm. in dedication to God and bringing people to God, like that's amazing, you yeah. know? But for me, it was just the decision of, you know what? Until I iron out my own salvation, until I figure out where I stand with God, I don't think I have the right to interfere yeah. in other people's journey with God. I really yeah. don't. I think it's between two individuals, them and God, me and God. And that's it. Exactly. And that's it. Yeah. And as soon as anyone tries to tell you anything different, I don't think that's right. I agree with you. So. Yeah, I totally agree. And... I don't know if we've already talked about this, but like, why do you think there's a lot of pressure on like young adults to serve a mission or why, how do you think we as a church or church members have developed that sort of, you know, that pressure that is applied on like young adults? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it comes from a number of places. Um, first off, I'm going to give them the benefit of a doubt for a minute. Uh, and I'm going to say that a lot of the times I think there is a sincere intention of wanting to help other people. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I have an uncle who served a mission. Mm-hmm. And every time I see him, it, it's always great, but it's there's always a conversation of, you have no idea how much a mission blessed my life. You have no idea what this did. You really should consider serving a mission. Yeah. Now, is he saying that out of judgment towards me? No, he's not. He's purely saying that to me because he served a mission and he got so much out of it. And in his head, that is the only way. Mm -hmm. That is the only way. He grew up in a household uh, that was very strict LDS, uh, very observant. And in serving a mission, you know, anything other than that wasn't an option, Mm -hmm. you know. And and so in his head, that's the only way. And and because he received so much joy from that, from that experience, naturally, of course, he wants the people he loved to feel that too. Right. Right. So some mm. of the times it's not even from a place of judgment. Some of the times it's very sincere. Like they get yeah, joy I from agree it with you. and they want you to feel that. Mm-hmm. Now there can be a judgment aspect to it too. There really, yeah. really can. Um, and I'm having a hard time deciding if it's specifically because, you know, I'm from Utah. Same. You know, you're from <laughs> yeah. Utah. I lived in Utah You've for lived a in couple Utah. years. Yeah. 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 And, and you can tell that, that there is kind of a judgment element in the culture sometimes. So it's hard yeah. for me to understand, okay, is it? Utah culture is it LDS culture is it a fusion of both mm-hmm. um, but I, I do think that you know there is malicious intent sometimes uh, but not always and I think the reason uh, specifically sorry long answer to your question but no, I think no. the reason great. 
uh, as to why there is that kind of judgment element in not serving a mission and that pressure. Um, it's just because you're meeting all the goals, right? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Look at this guy. You know, he's in church every Sunday. Yep. You know, he's, he's young men's president. He's, he's this, he's that, and he's serving a mission. Like, wow. Amazing. Yeah. You know? And so that's kind of just become the standard for so long. And, and, you know, in the early days of the church, it was, it was kind of a standard that you serve a mission. It was an expectation, right? It never was officially set in stone, but while the church was in its smaller stages, yeah. that was the only way it could grow, mm-hmm. right? One of the ways, other ways, which we won't mention, but yeah. that was one of the ways. Yeah. Um, and so I think that kind of just stuck. Yeah. So yeah. I think what's interesting is <clears throat> part of our culture is to love. And I think part of humanity is we love to check boxes. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I, I go to church on Sunday, check the box. I'm good. I can do whatever I want throughout the week. You know, I served a mission, check the box. I'm good. I don't need to be a disciple of Christ anymore. But mm. that's not what Jesus taught, right? Jesus taught us to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And that's it. That's what it comes down to, you know? And I want to go back to something you said at the beginning where you said, I don't know. Me either. Yeah. Like I, the true definition of faith is hope. Exactly. You know, and Mm -hmm. we have so much pressure by getting up on the pulpit and saying, I know the church is true. I mean, how many five-year-olds have gotten up on the pulpit and said that? Oh, yeah. You're you're taught taught from birth to say that. You were taught from birth to to say that. Yes. And I, I don't know. And I checked that box. Yeah. You know? But I agree with you. I believe. I believe that there's a God in heaven. I believe that there's Jesus Christ who atoned for my sins. And I believe that the best way that I can be a disciple of Jesus Christ is in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Exactly. Does it mean there's flaws? Yes. Yeah. There is. There is. You know, it's there's a, flaws everywhere. It's run by humans. Exactly. Of course there's going to be flaws. It, it's yeah. literally part of the design, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and I love how you brought that up because cause there really is. You know, when you're a little kid, uh, bearing your testimony it's almost like Joseph a song true. yeah you know i love to bear my testimony and know this church is true love my friends <laughs> and family so redundant. hope that yes. you can too right <laughs> like, exactly yeah we, we're losing the true first principle of the gospel which is faith you exactly. know i love when alma says even if you can know more than desire to believe like even if you Beautiful. wish you could believe that's enough all that matters yeah you know god god cares about intent i i think most of all yeah um and and I do say this, um, I, I don't think you can though. And mm-hmm. and you know what? Like people will disagree with me on that and that's yeah. fine. But, well and definitions but of knowing so. is different, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like truth is, is a very malleable term. It is. In the sense of like, okay, my brought up my uncle, mm-hmm. right? It is it is one hundred percent the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know, let's take an atheist versus him. An atheist would say it is not truth, right? In the atheist's eyes, of course it's not truth, but in his eyes, that's mm-hmm. the way he lives. It is truth to him. Yeah. And so I, I think belief is is not only just how it happens. I think belief is the whole point is because, you know, it takes a lot of courage to to walk a plank and not see what's on either side, you know, and, yeah, and let alone does. your own salvation. Right. And so I, I really do. I have a lot of respect for people who say, you know what, I don't know everything is true, mm-hmm. but I believe I got to have a roadmap in my life. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The church, the church does that. You yeah. know, this campus is a is a perfect example of, of all yeah. of these people, all of these different cultures, mm-hmm. unified in, in faith, in faith in God, and pursuing an education. Mm-hmm. You know, using the tools that God gave us to better the world, using your talents, your experiences, to make the world a better place. I mean, and all of that in the name of faith. 
Like that's yeah. that's a beautiful thing to me. Exactly. And you know, I have a lot of friends and I know a lot of people who chose not to serve missions either. Mm-hmm. And you know, being at BYU and this goes for like anyone who's attended like another CES school, you know, it's commonplace for returned missionaries to always share their experiences and how it's affected them. How do you think we can start normalizing, you know, talking about, you know, it's okay to to not always go the way that everyone goes or to put it frankly to not serve a mission yeah Yeah. i think uh from what i'm understanding um and this is a constant pursuit of trying to understand you know i'll never fully understand everything and i don't same by all means intend (laughs) to pretend that i do right right? yeah uh but i think i think the biggest thing in remedying that is it sounds like what we're trying to do is just just a general acceptance i think we need to look to the past on that one Mm -hmm. like let's look at the very foundations of christianity God is love. Love your neighbor as thyself. Do a mm-hmm. good turn daily. Things like that. Like, like look to the past and, you know, yeah. listen to God. That's, that's the biggest, biggest thing is, is ask sincerely in your heart of God, is what I am doing, is what I am saying, right? And another thing, too, is when you're talking to someone, ask yourself, okay, am I telling them this out of a genuine, sincere intent in wanting to help them be better? in wanting to see them have these opportunities or am I telling them uh, because of another reason? And if it's anything yeah. of the latter, it's the wrong reason, right? Absolutely. Um, I think we just need to understand sincerity too. That's mm-hmm. another big thing is, is, is just like God speaks to different people in different languages. You can pray in a different language. God will still understand. Yeah. Yep. I firmly believe that you can pray to God in a different way. You can worship God in a different way. And people disagree with me on that and that's fine. But I, I really do think God receives it the same way. I mean, isn't there a scripture that says, I speak to men according to their understanding? Like, mm-hmm. that's in Nephi, you know? Yeah. And so I totally agree. I lived in Georgia a little bit growing up. Oh, okay. And um, so different from Utah. So yeah. different, especially in the church. And I remember one time a woman rapped her testimony. And the spirit was there. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And I really... Very interesting. Isn't it interesting? And another woman got up and we call it, like, we joke about it in our family, it's the Holy Ghost dance is what we call it. Yeah. Because this woman... Uh, had a cane or no sorry we call it the yoda testimony the yoda yes yoda. so she had a cane she got up to the pulpit threw her cane down and started clapping and singing going like lo- just praying to god and just loving god and, yeah. and doing this holy ghost thing or whatever and it's like yoda in like the star wars where he like goes up on his cane throws it down <laughs> and gets his lightsaber out like that's what <laughs> yeah, we right. call it you wow. know and i agree with you i think god just wants us to talk to him and you the, know. the spirit was there. Yeah. Right? It's, it's the same thing. I was in Egypt several weeks ago. Um, and my friend, we were, in, we were in a mosque, which is a Muslim place of worship, right? Yeah. Um, and an imam came out, which is the, their equivalent of a bishop, a priest, yeah. right? And he started, he started reading verses of the Quran. And, and the Quran is, is sung. It's not just read it. They, they sing it. I didn't know right? that. That's cool. Yeah. And so as he was doing that, uh, we just sat and listened. And after, after he was done, my friend leaned to me. And I'll never forget this. He said... You cannot tell me for one split second that God was not in that room. Oh, chills. You know? Exactly. And, yeah. and it's, just, it's just that thing. I think, you know, none of us will really know. And we can, we can pray and feel sincere about things and mm-hmm. we can believe. And that is far more admirable in, in, than knowing, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but since we'll never know, let's just try to be as best as we can. And let's, let's stick to our beliefs and be kind to everyone. Um, and, and just just try to live like Christ. Yeah. 
you know? My dad used to say growing up, and this is like his words, so he used to say, Mormons don't have the corner on the market of goodness. Like, there's good everywhere, you know? And if you seek truth, you'll find it. That's a promise in the scriptures. And so we're not the only ones that have truth, right? There, we do have the fullness of the gospel. I do believe that. And we, we have what I say, like the best way I can follow Jesus is in in this church, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that our Muslim friends don't have truth, you know, and that God doesn't speak to them. Right. You know, and I, I think that's, that's beautiful. You know, like yeah. you can't tell me God's not in this room. And how many times have I felt the spirit outside of the church? You know? Yeah. Like, like think about those experiences for a minute. And, mm-hmm. and moreover, like think about how connected we are. We love like the religious world in general um, loves to just highlight differences. Yeah. Well, you guys don't do this. We do this. You guys say that we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you look at the, you know, we observe the old Testament mm-hmm. and the new Testament. Right. Yep. Now the new Testament uh, is kind of recognized throughout all of Christianity, not just not just LDS, right? Yeah. And then the Old Testament, that that's an even more broad spectrum, yeah. right? That's the Muslims, yeah. that's the Jews, that's like we have so much many. more in common, and and I wish so badly, and it's my hope and prayer for humanity, that we can highlight that, that we can highlight that, and we can highlight what we have in common instead of emphasizing our differences, such as oh you pray this way, oh you didn't serve a mission. Like, how much more beautiful would the world be? And I think that's that's God's yeah. prayer for us, too. It comes down to be less judgmental. Definitely. Right? And there's, you know, there's beauty in diversity. And that's, even here at BYU-Hawaii, it's not just about cultures, but backgrounds as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, because we all, we all grew up with different upbringings, with different, like, ideals that, you know, we lived our lives built upon. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you know, that can clash with other people, but, yeah. you know, instead of letting it be something that divides us, it could be something that brings us together and helps us to find, like, you know, ways to cooperate or collaborate with each other. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I totally agree. You know, we're running out of time. I feel like we just started. There's just so much goodness in this room. And, and I want to close by saying, when you, like, serving a mission is a good thing. It absolutely is a good thing. I'm changed because of the mission that I served. But I do know that that's not the only way. Absolutely. You know, the only way is to follow Jesus and to be his disciple. That's all he asks of us, and that's all I want to be. And and I can feel that from both of you as well. And um, we're just grateful for your example, Parker. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you both. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you. And, you know, just to close for, for anyone that, whether you have served a mission or not, you know, let this, you know, help inspire you and continue on your journey and hopefully, you know, strengthen your relationship with Heavenly Father and like yeah. how he can guide you. Absolutely. I want to say in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, but that's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> not a we'll testimony, see. Kylie. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you guys next week.